out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today you have to tolerate me again. I talk about the hopefully upcoming recovery festival on 28 and 29 September 2019 at the River Club in Observatory. I say hopefully because as things stand at the moment, we do not have all the funding and partnership in place to make this most unique event happen. So listen to this and if you like what you hear, please share and support us. Book your seat now at www.recoveryfestival.co.za. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Freddie speaking. Yes, it's your host again. Today I am going to talk to you about something that is really close to my heart, number one. Number two is it is also something that I am working on with my colleague and friend Corey Davidson. And I want to explain a little bit more about what it is and give a bit more background about why we decided to do it in a certain way. Today we are talking about the first recovery festival that is due to take place on the 28th and 29th of September at the River Club in Observatory. Now, as far as we know, it is the first festival of its nature in South Africa. So we are very excited about that. And how that happened was that when I did the podcast recording with Corey Davidson a while ago, I think that was end of last year, we chatted about doing something exciting this year. And we decided to do a addiction conference. And as we spoke about it, as the, the idea progressed, we decided to change the focus of the conference away from addiction and to bring the focus to recovery. And that's when we decided that we feel that we need to actually celebrate recovery. So we decided to make it a recovery festival. Hence, we are going to have a recovery festival. If you're interested, the website is called www.recoveryfestival.co.za. The whole aim of the weekend is to bring together the three strands of addiction recovery into one venue for a weekend where we can discuss our successes, our challenges, But most of all, it's going to be about the successes, to see what are we doing that works. And those three strands that we're going to look at are what we call the clinical field, that's your psychiatrist and psychologist, the traditional field, which is the 12-step and the CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy strand, and the last strand is the what we call the new age stuff. And those are things like yoga, meditation, emotional freedom tapping, matrix reimprinting, access bars, breath work, specific trauma work, body stress release, exercise in recovery, body movement. So all those type of things that don't fall into the traditional categories of recovery, but that a lot of people are doing in recovery and that it helps them and it works. 
So let's see how those things are going to, to work together for one weekend. We really want the people to get together and discuss their successes and see what we can do to maybe work together and integrate things or different modalities that actually do work in recovery. So the most important thing that I've been thinking about recently, and when I thought about doing this specific podcast about the Recovery Festival, is my own journey and how these different modalities have played a role in my journey. So as most of you know, I've been clean of drugs and alcohol now for about close to precise. It will be nine years, eight months and a week, a bit more than a week that I've been clean and sober. So I went into a traditional 12-step rehab facility where I was introduced to the 12 steps and I had therapy, which was as close to cognitive behavioral therapy as you can get. And that modality helped me to get clean. And I worked the 12-step program and I kept on seeing my counselor, kept on processing stuff. And then at about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, I started being depressed. I was in recovery, I was clean and sober, but I didn't exactly like life. I didn't know how to live life, I didn't know how to do with life, and it was really a struggle. And what happened at that stage was that my dear friends Ben and Kirsty basically intervened and said that they can see that I'm not happy and that I need help. So I got back to my counselor and even though I felt better and it worked, I still felt extremely depressed. So eventually I um, committed to going to see a psychiatrist. So off I traipsed to Dr. Isabel Nunes and I was not happy to be there. I did not want to go. I really felt that to acknowledge that I'm depressed in recovery would mean that the 12 steps don't work. But on the morning of me going to see her, which was exactly on my two-year anniversary of sobriety, I suddenly had this peace coming over me. And, and during prayer, I had this thought that go, went through my head that said, I'm sending you. So I was quite convinced that it was my high pass will for me to go and see the psychiatrist. And Dr. Noon and I chatted and she eventually said, you know what, you're actually severely depressed and we need to, to get you on medication. I wasn't happy to go on to medication, but one thing I've learned in recovery is to trust the process. So on I went on to medication, and the medication that I went on was a antipsychotic. What Dr. News was afraid was I was really suicidal, so she needed me to kind of jolt me out of this deep depression, and the antipsychotics helped with that. The antipsychotic would help me to stay above the terribly depressed line until the antidepressant actually has time to click in because that normally takes a few weeks. I obviously immediately felt better and for that I was immensely, immensely grateful. Staying on antidepressants for about two years I would say and then I started to feel really, really good and I started talking to Dr. Nunes about coming off the antidepressants again and we decided that let's see let's see how it goes and we started weaning myself off i went on a half of a tablet for six months and a quarter of a tablet for six months and then i came off the antidepressants and i was actually really doing well in that period that i was on antidepressants i met yaku and we fell in love and we started our life together and after about three years 
of being in Somerset West. So that means about four or five years of knowing Yakun, I suddenly started becoming depressed again. And it was all a once-off. It was very, very quickly. And I realized that there's nothing seriously wrong. We tried, I tried everything. By that stage, I was still very much in the 12 steps. I was working as a counselor. I had a sponsor, seeing sponsees, working the program, doing service, doing everything that I needed to do. I was just extremely depressed. So I decided to go back to Dr. Noons and she put me back on the medication. And at that stage in the process, I realized that maybe it's time for me to acknowledge that I am actually suffering from depression. And from that moment, I decided that, yeah, I might be Freddie, the drug addict, the alcoholic, the sex addict, the codependent. But I'm another thing, and that is that I am depressed. And I suffer from depression. And I'm okay to be on medication for that. So once a day, I pop a tablet, and my life is absolutely, absolutely fine. I have absolutely no signs of depression, and for that, I'm incredibly grateful. So in my life, up until that stage, what we see is that there's traditional 12-step CBD concept worked for me, but I needed another strand. I needed the clinical strand for me to, to, to live a happy life. And I was eventually quite okay to do that. And as I progressed in recovery, I was given the amazing opportunity to attend an intense long weekend of trauma counseling. And that trauma work was amazing. I got introduced to the concept of an inner child, the inner child work that we did on that weekend and the tools that I got exposed to and learned really, really helped me in my recovery. From that weekend, I've been a very big activist for trauma work as, as an additional recovery modality. And at the recovery festival, we are just to maybe retract a bit, but at the recovery festival, we are definitely covering the 12 steps and the and cognitive behavioral therapy and we also got the clinical field there we've got some amazing talks from doctors and psychologists and we're actually still trying to get a psychiatrist to come and talk to us i, I find that really really weird that the psychiatrist we we asked to be part of the festival just declined and they are in the recovery field and I found it really weird how can somebody be in this field being asked to come and share their their knowledge with other people and then decline. I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. Maybe there's a psychiatrist listening to this who's willing to discuss this with me. But what is it? Why don't you want to come and talk to a recovery festival and share with us what's happening in the psychiatric field, in the field of neuroscience that can help us? Anyway, that's besides the point. So bottom line is that we've got the strand of the clinical field at the recovery festival as well. And then the third strand brings in things like the trauma work. What I've also done in recovery is I've done some emotional freedom tapping. I've done matrix reimprinting, and I did some access bars. These are really, really a lot of more kind of new age alternative things that's being used and of the three I can honestly say that my my matrix reimprinting session changed my life it just took my life to a complete new level because what happened in the matrix reimprinting was that we freed me of my belief that I'm not good enough that I don't deserve to be successful in life that I don't deserve the best for myself we freed myself from the fear 
that's been holding me back completely. And that was one session of matrix reimprinting that made such a change to my life. Janine Hayward, I am beyond grateful for that. And Janine is going to be at the Recovery Festival as well, talking to us about emotional freedom tapping, matrix reimprinting, and those type of things, which I'm very excited about. We also have the people from Recovery Direct, who is a trauma treatment center who's coming to talk to us about trauma treatment in recovery. On that trauma weekend, we were also introduced to the concept of breathwork. And I did some breathwork sessions after that as well, or one breathwork session after that weekend. And I really think breathwork did me so, 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 so good. Um, it really accessed very, very deep-seated feelings that I couldn't just access normally. And we've got Erica, who's going to give us a session on breathwork, a two-hour-long session on breathwork at the Recovery Festival. So you can partake in that. On that, I think that's a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Let me quickly have a look. I'll be with you in a second on that one. Where's Erica and the breathwork? Ah, there she is. Erica Ellison, the Saturday morning, the 28th of September, a two-hour session from 11 to 1 on breathwork. So that's going to be absolutely awesome. So if you don't know what breathwork is or you want to experience it, come and pop in. What I also did in recovery is I recently did some body talk sessions that really helped me immensely to to reach a new level of of okayness in my own body. We went into my body, found the the, the blockages that I was holding onto emotions, holding onto feelings and and thoughts, because the theory, as far as I understand it, is that we have three brains: the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain, and um, that some of these brains can actually hold onto unprocessed emotions, and that can have a negative impact on my normal function. So yeah, that worked for me as well. And as you guys know, I've spoken about it a lot. I also meditate on a very regular basis. I try and do yoga on Tuesday evenings. And all of these things I really, really feel work very, very well for me. And we also do have meditation sessions at the Recovery Festival. We also have a 12-step meeting on the Saturday morning. Um, and something else that I've started doing recently is Nia, dancing, um, which is, I would think of it as a form of movement therapy. Uh, uh, yes, yes, I, I, I can imagine how many movement therapists are now kind of, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, or what I don't know what I'm talking about. But for me, I see it as movement therapy, whether that's what, defined as movement therapy or not it works for me Nia really really helps me it's a wonderful full form of exercising it is a stress release and it is emotional re release as well and another form of movement therapy is biodanza and we are also having a biodanza session at the recovery festival and that is a, a lady called Dr. Engel Sarfontein who is going to talk about us at that festival. Also with regards to movement, we have a PhD candidate, Warren Lucas, who is coming to come and talk to, talk to us about exercise as a treatment modality for substance use disorders and mental health. So that's going to be amazing. It's really, really going to be, it's going to be wonderful to have these people share their experience with us. Now, one thing that is also extremely important for me in recovery and that I've, I've learned is that a lot of us who struggle with drug addiction and alcohol abuse also have coexisting conditions. 
that is like in my depression. But other than that, there's also very often a process addiction involved. And if we struggle with a process addiction or hanging, or hanging on to a process addiction, chances are that we will actually not um, get clean of the drugs and alcohol unless a process addiction is addressed. So we're having a talk on process addictions as well. Corey Davidson is going to talk to us about sex addiction and codependency. Donna Tadmore is going to talk to us about food addiction. And Andre LaRue is going to talk to us about gambling, to know only about a few of the process addictions that, that can be there. The meditation and yoga will be handled by Steve Borlos, which I'm very excited about. The 12-step meeting will be run by Simon Hall. Dr. Roger Meyer is going to talk to us about the 12 steps and spirituality. We're also looking at detox because what happens often is that people are not detox properly and starting on a, on a recovery program, which is definitely a hamper to the recovery program. So we hope to have Dr. Duncan Lorison with us to talk about detox and Leah Coleman is going to talk to us about the more natural process of detoxification. What else is there? I'm launching my new book called Life Anon on that Saturday evening. And that is a 12-step guide for non-addicts. So <laughs> I really hope that, ah, that's hectic. I'm working. I'm, I, there's still so much work that I need to have finished before then. Let's hope I can get that done. Our keynote speaker on the Sunday is Professor Michael Damask. And he's going to talk to us about the USA experience. And that's new developments in America, as well as the ethics of recovery treatment which i'm very excited about and possibly biggest thing for me at this festival is nuran tisaka is going to talk to us about technology addiction which i think is possibly going to become a, one of our biggest problems in in addiction is all these screens that we get so 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 hooked on very exciting as well is that Doug Kemp is going to talk to us about bringing recovery to the masses, so reclaiming electronics for recovery. So on the one hand, on the one hand, we've got technology working against us because we get addicted to it, but then there's also the fact that technology can very successfully be used as a recovery modality, if I can call it that way, or as a recovery tool. And Doug Kemp is going to tell us a bit more about that. And then the one amazing fact in recovery that, that we try to teach and learn is mindfulness. And we've got Linda Cantor coming to talk to us about mindfulness. And Kerry Collins from The Living House is going to come and talk to us about sober living. And the concept of the opposite of addiction is connection and how being involved in, in a recovery community and learning how to connect will stand us in good stead for a long-term recovery process. So guys, as you can hear, there's a hell of a lot happening that weekend. We are covering a vast amount of really, really interesting topics. And the cost for that whole weekend is only 500 bucks. So if you're interested in any of these things, come and join us. There's going to be a festive atmosphere. There are tables where people are going to sell stuff mostly addicts in recovery who proved to us that they can do things, create things, and put that on display for you to look at, for you to buy if you want to. And it's just going to be a weekend of, of, of great recovery celebration. So if you're in the area, weekend of 28 to 29 September, come and join us at the River Club. Email me, freddy.reinsberg at gmail.com, or go to the website, www.recoveryfestival.co.za, and sign up. It's going to be awesome. 
Hope to see you then. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. So there you have it, an intimate share on my own journey through various recovery modalities, which is hopefully an indication and explanation of why I believe with my whole heart and whole soul why this festival must happen. So many people can benefit from this initiative. Please help us to get it going. If this one happens, we hope to roll the concept out to Gauteng next year and to other recovering hubs like Nelspreit and Plettenberg Bay in the years to come. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at, at @rensburgfreddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Bye.